This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people are going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 455 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host. This week, we're starting off with the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. With a horror movie on the docket, especially one like this. We are not sending Aubrey to the movies, so we got to go to the bench. We got to get some of our good friends who always stop by and help us out. And this week, we got a special one. This is Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast. Welcome to the Soul Wizard Podcast. What's up, dudes? I am thrilled to be here. And I, I 455, you said? Yes, in a row. And I haven't been on any of those <laughs> this is my first one so good but also like what the fuck joey um but yes i'm thrilled to be here what's up guys thanks so much for having me awesome we are glad you are here it is tough sometimes and i say this on the show all the time i always feel almost bad asking people to be on the show because uh, it, it's like hey can you uh go watch this movie and then record with us within two days of seeing it? right, <laughs> right. It, it, it's a big ask but i'm really glad you're here and you the listener are listening to so is a podcast where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network this week we've got our review of Evil Dead Rise. But before we get into that, how the hell is everybody doing? Gerald, how are you? And tell us all about Two Peas on a Podcast. Yeah, I'm great, man. You know, it's uh, I had a few days off work in a row, which is like never happens for me. I'm in, the, I'm in the retail world, so it's a very rare thing to have three consecutive days off. So let me tell you something. If you can ever get out of that world, it's like heaven. Yeah. I know. I, I'm actually trying. Hopefully no one I work with is listening right now. But I'm actually <laughs> trying. But uh, not that they would be too shocked by that. But no, I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, real quick about my show. I mean, you were just talking about asking people to come on the show. And my whole show is based around that, which is kind of funny. But I have a guest host every week that comes on and does a fun top five topic with me. And it's usually going to be around movies, but sometimes we branch out into television and music and just random pop culture stuff. But we're going on close to 300 episodes ourselves, and it's just having a good time doing top five countdowns, trying to get a little more prominent over on the YouTube space as well. So you can see video versions of all the shows over there. Plus, I do you know movie reviews and trailer reactions and that kind of stuff as well. So just trying to have fun in the entertainment space, man, just doing my thing. Awesome. Well, we are glad you are here today to help us review <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. Markellis Reagans, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing good. Uh, my buddy Matt, Big Matt, uh, we used to work together back at uh, KB Toys, just to give you an idea how, how long our friendship has been been around. Uh, he went over to, to Disney World a little while ago, and he's like, yeah, man, I'm at Disney World. I'm going to get something for you. You know, what would you like? And I'm like, oh, you know, you don't have to give me anything. But, you know, if you want to get something, get something like that, like a true Star Wars nerd would love, uh, you know, something that would be super just ridiculous. So uh, 
one day I come home and there's this giant box on my porch and it's a it's it's the hollow chess game. It was oh. on a Millennium Falcon, but it doesn't it's not really holograms. It's like a version of it. So which was awesome. So thank you, Matt. Uh but I finally got to break it out and play it this weekend. Uh me and my girlfriend went over to my friend's house, broke out the Star Wars hollow chess game, and I got my ass beat by a sixteen year old kid. <laughs> but the fact that I got to open it up and play it was awesome. So uh yeah, I had a good Star Wars weekend. Do the rules even make sense? Yeah, if you play chess, they're okay. very much chess minded. Uh, I don't play chess, which is why I lost. The Gerald, would you ever have this in your house? Would this be allowed in your house? Yeah, I'd be okay with it. You know, I played chess with my dad growing up. He taught me how to play at a very young age. You know, back then there weren't a lot of video games floating around in the eighties, and they were just kind of starting to rise up. You know, you know, so you had to find things to do. So I'm all always down for a really interesting version of of the game of chess so i think that that sounds really cool yeah this one has fewer pieces obviously but it, it kind of works in the same concept you know you move you guys around mm-hmm. make certain guys move in certain directions and you got to take take them all down but it was fun i had a lot of fun uh, i don't know when i'll do it again but uh, i definitely enjoyed it well you didn't rip anybody's arms off for losing did you <laughs> <laughs> No, I did not. Cool, cool, cool. It'll it'll make a cool display piece either way, even if you never play it again. Oh, definitely, definitely. Awesome. Uh, awesome. How are how are you doing, Joey? Dude, I'm fucking fantastic. Let me tell you. Um, so I can't say too much because obviously, you know, it's real life versus podcast life. But I did get a new job. Hey, congratulations. Nice. So, uh, you know, uh, somebody reached out that had a insane opportunity in the same field I'm currently working in. And uh, I said, all right, you know, we'll talk because I knew this person um, from before they left. They worked with me at my current job, number one, to go somewhere else. And then they reached out and said, hey, we're hiring for pretty much almost the same thing you do now, but it pays a lot more. (laughs) And I was like, well, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. And uh, yeah, I mean, it happened so fast, man. I talked to them on Monday and applied that night. I had a phone interview on Tuesday, in-person interview on Wednesday, uh, final interview on Thursday, and I got hired on Friday. So Nice. Congrats, man. That's great. Yeah, I got a huge raise. Uh, and, and the best news, Gerald, it is not in retail. So, <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. So you, um, I, I cannot deal that retail life anymore. My second job is a retail job, but I do only do stock. So I don't mm-hmm. generally interact with humanity there. I use up all my interact with humanity at my real job. My God, like even just the nights where I happen to be out on the floor and there's customers there, I can't do it. I don't know how I, I ever know. did that for 40 hours a week. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's uh, a lot of ass kissing. My dad used to say, um, what do you say? He used to say um, holding hands and shaking babies, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah no when we i still go i still have all that old school like retail knowledge so when i'm at my second job and you know we get these bright-eyed bushy-tailed uh barely 20 year olds who are now managers and they get freaked out by a situation <laughs> i'm like get out of the way get out of the way <laughs> like, and they're like what if, what if we get in trouble and i'm like just tell them joey said to do it <laughs> But you know how it is. You know, if, if there's an issue with the customer, you just take care of the customer. It is what it is. Like, that, where you're, you're never going to get in trouble for helping somebody out, right? right? So, and and then if they go over your head to the district manager anyway, they're going to get whatever they want. So, exactly. why so cause all that nonsense? Just take yeah. care of them. But, you know, some of these new kids are very nervous. Like, oh, God. It's like, don't worry about it. Move out of the way. 
<laughs> so that's good. But yeah, I mean, that was that was the big thing this week is I got a new job. I'm pretty excited. And of course, that's about as much as I can talk about it without losing my new job. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to give my two weeks uh, today at my other job. So that that was sad because it, the only reason I left was for money. It, we had no, I was not out looking for a job. I was at, not like, I hate this job. I can't wait to get out of here, man. I just got a crazy opportunity that fell in my lap and I just couldn't say no. If I said no, I'd get divorced. So um, that was happening. <laughs> Sounds sad, like you made the right call. Right. The sad thing is that I've been slacking really badly on watching movies this year, this, this mm. couple weeks, these couple weeks. I'm only at. 76 movies for the year so far first time watches so you got me beat you got to get to 80 by the end of the month so hopefully i got six days to get there hopefully i can do it just slacking man and, I, and i've watched so little i don't even want to say what i watched because maybe one of them i'll recommend later at the end and i don't, <laughs> don't want to run out of things to recommend but yeah it's been it's been a pretty uh pretty wild week so i know. don't think that's slacking though joey I, I think i'm only at like 30 or something first time watches so far um, so. th- a lot of Tubi really helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do a whole lot of streaming stuff as of late, unless it's like TV series. Mm-hmm. So most of what I'm seeing is in the theater for the most part. So, yeah. I mean, I can always guarantee I'm going to get forty to forty five movies from just doing the podcast every year, and then it's just filling it in with extra crap. So, yeah, yeah. There's only so many horrible direct to Tubi horror movies and karate movies you can watch, though. <laughs> Well, enough about us. Uh, you know what? Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Your Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests. You have to do a Google Calendar. And then you build a following. It takes a long time. And I've been working on it for a while. Okay? All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with our review of Evil Dead Rise. Together, we can make a difference. That's been the sign-off for everything livestream for the cure related ever since the event began back in 2017. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick, and I am the host of the livestream for the cure, an annual charity event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute for immunotherapy research for a world immune to cancer. 
And over the past six years, we've made that difference together. Amazing listeners, amazing viewers, amazing podcast partners and content creators all coming together. And we've raised over $70,000. But this year, we're going to make our biggest difference to date. And we're going to raise $25,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Tune into the event at twitch.tv slash livestream for the cure starting May 18th as we're joined again by podcast partners and content creators from around the world to help the Cancer Research Institute crush cancer. Together, we will make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys, it's time to talk about the fifth movie in the Evil Dead franchise. That is right. It's Evil Dead Rise. Just dropped in theaters. We all had a chance to go see it. Gerald, you a big fan of the Evil Dead franchise? Mm, yeah, that's an understatement. Um, <laughs> yeah, huge fan, huge fan. I think it's probably a, a safe argument can be made that it's probably the most consistent horror franchise across the board from point A to point B. Now with Evil Dead Rise, um, I scream might give it a run for its money from my personal bias or whatever, but I just such quality content from this franchise. And I, I know we'll get into it, but I feel like this was another solid entry. Yeah, I think Scream probably just falls slightly below Evil Dead because I think part three is pretty bad. So no, I love three, man. Well, I mean, it's I good, it. but it's, it's not it, as good as I the rest three. of it. Right. Sure. Right. So sure. where I can't say that about this franchise, Markellis Reagan's Evil Dead. Yeah, I did not grow up on the Evil Dead franchise. That was never <sighs> really my bag. Uh, so I didn't get to the movies until much later in life. Uh, I really enjoyed the first three. Actually, I watched the second one first. That one I loved. Uh, the first one I enjoyed, but I liked the second one better. And of course, Army of Darkness is classic. The remake from a few years ago, garbage. So uh, that's uh, that's where I stand on the whole Evil Dead franchise. How did you miss Evil Dead back in the day? Because I know you've always been a movie guy and you worked at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So you must have seen it in like Fangoria or something and you never wanted to watch it. Horror movies was never my thing, man. I was strictly, you know, sci-fi action. And then once I discovered like Hong Kong cinema, like that was my whole thing. I just never, my friends loved Evil Dead. I just never really got into it. It's one of those things that people talk about and it's always like, oh my God, you've never seen it? Like, no, I've never seen it. But I, I, you know, I did eventually see it. All right. That's, that's an interesting take. All right. Um, yeah, I'm a huge Evil Dead guy, so I mean, right up there with Gerald. You know, I just love this franchise. Uh, I think Evil Dead one, two, and three amazing. One of the best trilogies in in modern film. Uh, the first one is an awesome, gory, scary horror movie. The next one and Army of Darkness are just hilarious. Um, unlike Mark Ellis, I loved the 2013 remake. Yeah, the 2013 remake's my favorite movie in the entire franchise. Wow, which is a bit of a hot take. Mark, you are you are on fans. the defensive. Oh. You're on the defensive right now. Uh, I, I live for this. This is great. But I mean, I'm also kind of a weird dude. So, <laughs> um, you know, Fede Alvarez in the way that he I mean, I know we're not reviewing that film tonight, but I feel like this movie that we are talking about kind of continued that tone um, and kind of the same feeling of Alvarez's film. But I just love how it kind of kept a lot of the stuff that you were talking about, Joey, with kind of the slapstick and comedy and, you know, the groundbreaking kind of camera work and a lot of stuff that we were introduced to in the first few films, but then just made it really fucking like gory and scary. Yeah. I I think that was was like, 
that was the thing I liked the most about the remake, and I'm sure that's probably why Mark hated it. It was it was very mean, mm-hmm. very mean, spirited, and like nasty, and just like this is not a nice movie. You you liked Bruce Campbell hitting himself in the head with plates? Get out. <laughs> like the same for you. Right. But right. I did, I did, I do love that. And I mean, I, I watched those movies all the time. Back in the day, we used to rent uh, Evil Dead 2 all the time. Yeah. Uh, I remember when Army of Darkness came out in theaters and no one would go see it with me. So I ended up not seeing it in theaters. It was only in the theater for like a week. But I remember <laughs> seeing the commercials and seeing it in Fangoria and I wanted to see it so bad. And nobody yeah. would go see it with me. And my parents were like, I'm not going to see that shit. So I, I didn't get to see it in theaters. I was so mad. But I think we've established our evil dead uh, fandom. Let's talk about our trip to the movies. Markellis, a horror movie on opening weekend. How was your trip to the movies? Yeah, dude. Not only did I go opening weekend, I went opening night. I went Thursday night, like prime horror fan, prime time screening. And I figured this time, you know, because it's, it's been vacation week here in Massachusetts and super Mario brothers has been killing it. Uh, this entire week, like you go into the movie theaters and all the employees just look like they just they're just coming out of a war, just exhausted. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I used to work here. I, I know that feeling. Uh, so I figured, all right, so this time for Evil Dead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to you know order my tickets online, but I'm also going to order the food and have the food delivered to the seat, which Ooh. I've done before. You know, one time I had my food was going to have my food delivered. And when I got to my seat, there was some guy already sitting in my seat. So had was I, he eating your food? No. <laughs> had okay. I gotten there like five minutes later, he would have had my snacks. So yeah. So me and my girl, we go to the movie. We get there early. We you sit- took your girlfriend to see this? She is the biggest horror movie fan. Oh, okay. I okay. know. Okay. Huge. I just wanted to make sure she wasn't like, oh, I like to hang out with Mark because we just started dating. You're like, come on, let's go see this awful horror movie. <laughs> we take you to see Evil Dead. <laughs> right. Honey. You know, she's the reason why I have a shutter account. Uh, nice. That's she, awesome. You know, she loves that stuff. So well, yeah. she's a keeper. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> well, you should watch Christmas, bloody Christmas. Okay, go ahead. All right. No, noted. Noted. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we get to the theater early, check in, all that stuff. I'm waiting for the food to come. Food's not coming. Right. Trailers are playing. Trailers are playing. Still no food. So, you know, th- if you go to the movies as much as we do, we you know when like the red line is. <laughs> like you know yes. exactly when the movie's about to start. So I went all the way up to that red line. I'm like, I, I gotta go see what's going on with the food. Run down, go to the the counter. I'm like, look, I hear I showed the phone, showed the thing that I clicked, that I checked in, all of that stuff, no food. So they're like, Oh, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. You know, they give me uh and they gave me a little bit extra, <laughs> a little bit more than what I ordered. So that was nice. Uh, and then the manager was like, oh, man, no, you know, come see me after the movie. You know, we'll take care of you. So I actually got, you know, I got my food and I got a couple of passes. Uh, oh. Because they didn't give me. You were like, do you know my... who I am? <laughs> well, there was a part of me that's like, I've been to this theater almost every week for the past 10 weeks. <laughs> I finally get a week off and now I have passes to come back. <laughs> So but uh, the crowd was laughing. okay. The crowd was good in the movie, Mark. There was one guy that said something at the very beginning, and then I'll be honest with you, the quiet, the crowd was dead silent through the rest of the movie. Like there was no, no one was on her phone, no one was talking, no one was laughing. It was a really quiet, normal movie setting. It was almost like a freaking drama 
It was Ooh. so quiet. All right. Well, that's good. That's good that you had at least a slightly almost normal experience. Gerald, how was your trip to the movies? It was cool, man. I um, obviously have been dying to see this movie. It was one of my most anticipated of the year. I just recently, as in like the last couple months, joined the Film Critics Association here to me locally. And in my head, I was like, if I get accepted, I'm going to be able to see Evil Dead Rise early. Nice. <laughs> but that didn't happen because they didn't have any early screeners in my area. So I would have had to driven like, you know, four or five hours to see it. So I didn't get to see it early. But much like Mark Markellis, I went on Thursday night. I had to work until about 9 p.m. So I went to the 940 show, which, you know, back in the day, I can remember doing midnight shows for horror movies. <laughs> yes. This is kind of the equivalent for that, especially when you get to be as old as I am. Like, that's about as late as I can start a movie. Is <laughs> like, you know, if it's starting after 10 o'clock, I might not make it. So, yeah, it was it was great, man. I just went straight there. I filmed my little, you know, instant reaction going into the theater. And uh, it was a great experience. And also, like Mark said, my crowd was really cool, too. Like, there were no rambunctious teenagers in there that I know of. I couldn't hear anybody being unruly. Everybody was just kind of focused and i did hear a couple of gas like collectively which i'll i want to talk about when we get into the movie because i was also one of the people gasping at a couple scenes in this movie um so it was i think there were a lot of horror fans in my screening which is really cool or evil dead fans at least so uh yeah it was a great experience man and I, i'm glad i went to see it when i did because it was the that was literally the first opportunity i would have had to see it and i bought tickets a couple weeks in advance and i was i was ready to go man Awesome. All right. Well, you guys had good experiences at the movies. That's great. So I was originally going to go with my daughter. And for some reason, this wasn't on like a whole bunch of screens. So there weren't a ton of showings to pick. And she works Sunday, Monday, like every day. She works every day, goes to school every day. But on the weekend, she works in the morning. So she'll work like 6 a.m. to 2 or 4 a.m. to 12 or something. So to fit it in. We, I got tickets to see it at 5 p.m. on, on uh, Sunday. And I'm like, all right, we'll go 5 p.m. on Sunday. So <laughs> ready to rock and roll. And then I saw a review of it that said, you know, just kind of what we had kind of said already. You know, it's not it's not Evil Dead 2. It's not Army of Darkness. You know, um, somebody had said it's 98 minutes of the absolute worst shit ever happening to a family. <laughs> mm. I said... Okay, and I said to Janine, you know, do you really want to walk, go see this? You don't have to. You can tap out. I know you got to work. You're going to be tired. Then we got to go watch this mean-spirited, gross horror movie. She's like, no, I really want to see it. I'm like, okay. Um, I'm going to say the day before Saturday, she's like, I'm not feeling well. And I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow after I work for 12 hours. If I'm going to want to then immediately go to the movies. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I canceled those tickets, and I got myself tickets to the 1220 in the more in the afternoon. So the first showing of the day, 12 20 PM showing, and it was pretty packed, which was shocking. Mm -hmm. So I had to sit in a weird place. I don't usually sit in the movie theater just to make sure people weren't near me. So I don't like people near me in the movies because they always talk and they're annoying. Yeah. And, um, I got there. So I just went by myself. I get there. The theater, like Mark said, an absolute war zone. There were so many little kids everywhere. I didn't even bother trying to get a soda or a drink or anything because the line was so long. I would have missed the whole movie. <laughs> I, I, I cannot believe how crazy the theaters have been the last few weeks with since Mario came out. It's just been like absolutely nuts with like kids everywhere. So I went in, I sat down. Theater's pretty packed. So in my row 
there's like these ah, these guys sitting there and they're like talking a lot and they're talking through all a newbie and they're talking through uh, the trailers and then like right before the Cinemark commercial plays. So like Mark said, the red line, <laughs> um, two people come in and sit like directly next to me. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Um, but whatever. So they were quiet, but those guys in our row like talked almost through the first 20 minutes of the movie. But the guy that was sitting next to me finally sat up and was like, hey, fucker, are you going to talk to the whole goddamn movie or are you going to shut the fuck up? Nice. <laughs> wow. Like, and I was like, oh, my God. So then then those guys were quiet the rest of the movie. Nice. <laughs> so wow. The guy was pretty scary that was sitting next to me, to be honest. With you. He came in wearing like a looked like a bathrobe, like a, a fuzzy bathrobe. I'm like, what is this guy? And he took it off and he's fucking jacked. And I'm like, this guy like a professional wrestler or something. Like, what is happening? Fucking John Wick. That's right. I don't I don't know what was happening, but it was nuts. Um and, and after that moment, then the the rest of the time was fine. And and I I ducked out of there. I knew there was no after credit scene. So as soon as the credits start, I got the fuck out of there because I didn't know if these guys were gonna start fighting or fucking shooting. So I was a little worried, but other than that, it was just the movie theater was absolutely insane, and some guys almost like fought in the movie, but good time. So now we're going to do it. We're going to talk all about Evil Dead Rise. So to start, we're going to go non-spoiler. There won't be any spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, you'll know at least what we thought. You can bounce, come back and listen to the rest after you go see it. But if you don't, at least you've listened long enough, you count as a download. Then Mark Ellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. The rest of you stick around while we talk a little more in depth. But to get started... I'm already laughing because I kind of I think I know what the answer is. But Markellis Reagans, yes. what did you think of <laughs> Evil Dead Rise? Well, you know, uh, Gerald said something very poignant uh, about this movie that it does kind of follow in the same tone and style of the remake from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That being said, I did not like the remake movie and I did not like this one. This is a hot what? take. but uh, This is probably one of the worst movies of the year. No. Wow. Okay. Yes. Wow. All right. You just you just be quiet over there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you're you're gonna have a lot to explain once we get into spoilers. Okay. Did your girlfriend like it? Uh, no. She said it was trash that was left outside. Uh, that the trash man didn't pick up. That sat out for an extra week. It was double stinky. Was she, she just trying like, to be nice to you? or No, no. I was begging for her to like this movie. <laughs> like, please, let someone enjoy this movie. But like I said, I'm in a theater. One person said one thing at the beginning, and then no one said shit through the rest of the movie. None of the jokes landed. Nobody, no thrill. There was like nothing. It was like a, a freaking Merchant Ivory movie. It was just complete silence. So, you know, I, I don't think it was just me. Well, let's see if it was just you, Gerald. What did you think? Non-spoiler of Evil Dead Rise. Non-spoilery. I mean, you know, in Mark Ellis's defense, I mean, on this podcast, it might he might be alone, but I have seen some division out there with this movie, which kind of took me by surprise a little bit with some people that haven't liked it. But I'll I'll just throw it out there. I I loved it. I I think it. I didn't like it as much as the 2013 film, like I kind of already said, but it kind of kept the same. Uh, tone and style and feel of that movie it was like you said joey mean spirited it had moments of scariness in it there weren't a lot of jokes in this one which evil dead is somewhat known for comedy and this was not very comedic at all uh, there was a couple you know cool one-liners dropped here and there but i just 
something is weird for me with Evil Dead that I've gotten to a place where like I prefer this kind of like dark, gritty, just kind of mean version of this of this world. And I appreciated that Lee Cronin kind of carried that torch and kept it going. So it's a recommend for me. I dug it. All right. All right. Well, moment of truth, Mark. Moment of truth. We got one bad and one good. Yeah. I loved this movie. Of course you did. <laughs> I I thought this was great. I had a really good time with it. Uh, I will say this is not for your Army of Darkness fan. So if you're like, wow, I love Bruce Campbell being silly and I like Army of Darkness and Ash versus Evil Dead, you know what? Just go right ahead and skip this one. I, I, I really did enjoy what was on screen, uh, what they did with the budget that they had. Originally, this was supposed to be a direct-to-streaming movie. This was not supposed to be released theatrically. Um, they made this for $15 million bucks, and, and I got to tell you, I thought it looked dynamite. There's some really gross stuff in this movie. There's some really nasty parts of this movie. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. be non-spoiler. Um, there's some stuff that I was actually surprised that happened in the movie that doesn't usually happen in horror movies. Uh, there was a lot of stuff. I, I had a good time. Are there Are there plot holes? Of course there are. Is it the best movie in the world? No, it's not. Was it a good time at the movies? Yes, it was. So I, I was a big fan of this one. I was a big fan. And uh, yeah, I, I'll also agree with you, Gerald. I, I like don't like it as much as the remake, but it's in that same vein. It definitely works with that one. I just think the remake was a little better. I think maybe the reason I like the remake better is because I had z- such low expectations going into that one. Somebody's like, we're going to remake Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell in it in a time before I was really into podcasts or really like geeking out online about movies and stuff. So I was just like, oh, it sounds terrible. <laughs> what a terrible right, that, idea. And that movie, too, had the benefit of just like the reckless abandon of just completely detaching from, you know, anything that we were used to in the franchise and just mm-hmm. kind of making it its own. You know, it's 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 a standalone like if this movie had never come out, Evil Dead Rise. I mean, that's a standalone Evil Dead film, the 2013 version. And it's its own kind of style. Like there was nothing really like it, you know, and it wasn't like the other movies aside from just kind of using that lore and the Necronomicon and that kind of stuff. So I think that that also is kind of like what you said, why I prefer that one, because it kind of blindsided me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because it was nothing like we had seen in the Evil Dead franchise. So now seeing Evil Dead Rise, even though I enjoyed it and it's, you know, in a similar vein to the 2013 film, I kind of knew that already. Like I I wasn't as shocked by the proceedings as I was when I saw the Alvarez film. Right. And, And there was also a little bit of expectation where this was starting to get hype. It was starting to get review, good reviews. Um, a lot of push online, even though, like you had said earlier, there were some people that we know, not just Mark, that that normally I would say, you know, right. Justin from uh, Epic Film Guys, I, right. I know, wasn't a huge fan of it. And then normally, if he doesn't like a horror movie, something's wrong. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, yeah. I talked to Lloyd Sauce the other night, and he, you know, he didn't like it as much as I thought he would. So, oof. You know, these are horror guys too. So, I mean, I get the division because I think people that think that way or having a hard time detaching it as its own project. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I really liked it though. So <laughs> same. All right. Well, the only way to continue talking about this is to go into spoilers, but at least you've got somewhat of a consensus, but maybe not. 
So if you've seen it already, stick around. The rest of you get the hell out of here. Mark Ellis, please drop the drop and let's spoil Evil Dead Rise. We're not let's talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to put Mark Ellis on the spot. Mark, I know you didn't like the movie, but is there anything that you did like about the movie? Yeah, there was a few things that I liked about the movie. Uh, I did miss the very, very, very beginning of the movie because, like I said, I was out getting my food. Uh, but I did like the what I saw of the intro. I thought was really cool. I thought the fact that they started Bro. it. At <laughs> I'm Academy. sorry to interrupt you. The title card to this movie. Holy right. shit! I was, the, yeah, I was it's just one of my all time favorites. Yep, exactly, exactly. the The intro was really cool. The title card reveal was amazing. And the fact that, like, I saw the trailer, so I know what I know what Evil Dead Rise is about, more or less. So the fact that it's starting out in the woods, I'm like, oh, or in a cabin, I'm like, oh, that's kind of odd. And then it says one day earlier, so I'm now now I'm like, oh, now I have to see <laughs> how did we how are we going to end on this point? So they did a really good job of setting that up to make it intriguing to see how you're going to get to the cabin where shit's just going crazy. So that I thought was really cool. Uh, Stephanie, I thought was really cool. The little doll with the uh, with the sharp pointy edge that the little girl had, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I love that uh, DJ Mullet uh, listens to vinyl as a DJ. <laughs> you don't really see that in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, but you know he's a vinyl DJ, which I thought was pretty cool. There's a scene or a couple of scenes that take place during uh, where the camera is like looking through the keyhole of the door, where the mother's outside and shit's going crazy. That entire sequence is very creepy that uh image from the keyhole point of view was actually the creepiest thing in the whole movie and i thought that was actually done really well um there was a couple of cool lines there was a line about the kids being parasites sucking on their titties or whatever which was hilarious uh and the other line is uh when the little girl says to says to beth oh you're going to be a great mom because you lie to kids that i thought was hilarious that was i, I, I actually enjoyed that I thought the performance by uh, the main girl, uh, Ellie, I thought she was fantastic. I thought she delivered the what they had her do. I thought she did a really good job with that. The character itself is a different story, but I thought the actress did a really good job. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Wow. All right. All right. Gerald, the floor is yours. What did you yeah. like about this movie? Well, I loved all that stuff too. <laughs> so good. Getting us started good there. Mark Ellis. Yeah. The opening title card, the opening sequence really, which was a callback to the original evil dead with the fast POV kind of Sam Raimi esque uh, camera shots that they had going through the woods there, all that stuff. You could see the homages they were kind of paying. And the fact that they just had it in the woods to begin with when this movie, of course, is not set in the woods, they didn't have to do that. And I think that five minute sequence or whatever was also kind of a little bit of a shout out to where the franchise all started. I had popcorn and soda at the theater and I'm sitting there, I'm watching this first five minutes or so. And when she raises up out of the water and the score is swelling and mayhem has just gone down with these bodies and the fucking evil dead rise title comes up behind her, like in the kind of in the on the horizon. Mm -hmm. Like I literally sat up and like spilled some of my popcorn <laughs> Because I couldn't believe how fucking awesome that was like that. I can't wait to rewatch it just to see that. 
And when I buy the Blu-ray, I'm probably going to watch it like a thousand times over and over again. But that's got to be one of my favorite opening title cards in movie history. I just loved it so much. But then when you get into the movie a little bit, I mean, obviously there's problems with the film. And I'm assuming we'll discuss some of those tonight. But I mean, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things I loved. Like I have heard some kind of different takes on this, but I really kind of connected to the family. Uh, Mom, the mom, Ellie, who before she turns, I mean. And her kind of band of misfits children, how they're all kind of weird. And, you know, the one kid's kind of this weird DJ and the other kid's like an activist who's going to be going to some kind of rally or march or whatever. The little girl's got that weird weapon that she put together with a doll head. And they're all just kind of strange and quirky. And but you can kind of tell or at least I could. You kind of got a sense that they really did care about each other. And they were kind of rallying together because the father left and had this real genuine love for their mom, even though you kind of roll your eyes at your mom, but you still love her, you know, I just wish they had, and this is a bit more of a critique, but I just wish they had kind of connected us a little bit more emotionally with the mom before she turned like, Mm -hmm. because she goes to take the laundry out or whatever it was. And then the next time the kids see her, she's a deadite. So I just feel like there could have been something added there to make it a little more impactful for us as the viewer. But I really did like the family dynamic is kind of what I'm getting at. And Beth, who ends up being our final girl, I thought she's portrayed by Lily Sullivan, kind of a new actress. And I thought she did really well, too. And I really liked her and the little girl as a duo. I thought they were a really badass tag team in the last act of the movie. I dug the way that they did that. And whenever small children are in danger, it's always a funner watch, which I know sounds sadistic, (laughs) but (laughs) it's a little cooler and the stakes are a little higher. You know what I mean? I, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street joke. Did you guys catch that? When the yes. kids come over to ask if they want a marathon, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and the brother's like, we're going to watch even the bad one. And the guy's like, there is no, no bad ones. <laughs> uh, I laughed out loud at that. I don't know about cool. that statement. But <laughs> I but I laughed out loud at that one. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, I like the callbacks. I, you know, I, I was a little, I guess we'll get into kind of like what we didn't like a little bit later. But yes. yeah. Those are some of those are some of my favorite things that I took away from it. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, for me, I think I will agree with both of you. I think the opening into the title card was Chef's Kiss. Perfection. It was so yeah. good. It's up there with legendary like horror movie openings like the beginning of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. It mm-hmm. <laughs> just to me, from the beginning of that movie through the opening credits is literal perfection on screen i don't care how you feel about the rest of the movie but that opening like 10 minutes my god all my fears were assuaged even though the rest of the movie happens and is up and down but that that's a great opening and this goes right up there with it for a horror opening my god that was great um and like mark said i was a little surprised he goes one day earlier so like oh okay how's this gonna work because I knew the storyline was about this family living in kind of like a dilapidated building. So how are we going to now get some like 20 something girl infected out at the lake? So th- that was an interesting kind of pull around. I was not expecting that at all. I love the setting uh, living in the dilapidated building. I love the family. I like the family dynamic. Just like you said, Gerald, Um, you know, if you've ever been through a divorce as a kid, it's rough. <laughs> So I, my heart goes out to those kids uh, in the family. I completely understand why they're all weird and kind of a little different. Yeah, I will. I will say um, the mom was fantastic, especially when she turned evil. 
Mm-hmm. She was great. Um, Lily was great. I, I look, this movie was very mean, and it, it just like the 2013 remake. This does not pull any punches. Like you said, Gerald. Sometimes I am the opposite. I don't like watching movies where little kids are in danger. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a tough watch. I, I probably wouldn't have batted an eye about it until I had kids, and now it's it makes it a little harder watch for me. But this movie had balls, giant brass balls, because. <laughs> They kill four kids in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And With kids no are regard. constantly in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely no regard. Uh, she In the hallway, when she's killing people, she kills those two kids. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't give a shit. Mark, were you, did did that hit you in a, in a bad way? No, fuck them kids. I didn't know anything about those kids <laughs> at all, so I didn't care what happened to them. Well, yeah, I the just conne- said generally. The, the emotional you know, connection was missing. That's kind of what I was yeah, kind of saying before as well. I, I wish that we would have cared more because I agree with Markellis that I feel like it was more about the horror and the death and, and the kills right. and the effects and just kind of the brutality of it. But kind of like he said, I mean, there's there was no emotional connection even to her kids. Yep. With the exception of maybe the little girl, because they did spend quite a bit of time on her. And, you know, when Beth was giving her a bath and they were connecting and like so we got to spend a little bit of time with the little girl. Uh, but aside from that, it was just hard for us to connect to them emotionally or to see them connected together to where mm-hmm. we would be like, oh, well, this sucks. Because, th- you know, I do commend Lee Cronin in this script because this is the first Evil Dead movie where it's really like these are people that love you, that are your family, your parents, people that you would never th- think are going to come at you and try to kill you. You know what I mean? So that was a bit of a different perspective for the for the Deadites. So I did appreciate that, but I just really wish that we could have somehow harnessed the emotion that would be involved in something like that. You know what I mean? I feel like that was kind of missing. That layer was missing. And I I would not want to sacrifice the the credit sequence to put an extra 10 minutes into the rest of the movie. Um, And it's just it's a lean, mean 90 minute movie. So I just think for the budget. I don't know if they they were able to just put in an extra 15 minutes of the family. And I, I wonder if that would affect how people felt about it, because it does. You know, it's called Evil Dead Rise. You better get Evil Dead into the high rise. So, <laughs> right. You know, you don't want to have all this time. But I, I understand where you're coming from with that. But I, I did appreciate how kind of mean spirited the movie was. Like I my expectation, like I said, is that usually kids are going to be OK in a movie just like pets are going to be okay. So I would have walked out if they killed the cat. <laughs> I'll be real with you right there. I did not want to see that cat have anything horrible happen to it. But um, so the fact that they killed the sister, the brother mm-hmm. and the two kids in the hallway, shocking to me, I was blown away. I could not believe it. Um, I, I should have known because of the type of movie it is, but I just was not expecting that kind of car- level of carnage. I mean, pretty much every character died except for the girl and the main character. So I was really surprised. I really did like that hallway sequence. Uh, like you said, Mark, um, I don't know if that was a budgetary constraint or um, an artistic choice, but the fact that a lot of what happens is kind of off screen, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's an R rated horror movie, but a lot of what happens is off screen. It lets your brain kind of fill in the rest. You just see a little kid go flying into the wall. <laughs> You see the flash of the shotgun, um, a lot of things. So I really appreciated that, and I liked that a lot. And, of course, the callbacks were nice, too. The eyeball, the dead by dawn, (laughs) that type of stuff. And I loved the end of the movie. 
the the end of the movie was great. They merged into this gross monster, which they didn't really show that much of. Um, CGI wasn't very good on it. No, but they, you know, it, especially because they didn't they didn't really show it moving either. And I think mm-hmm. that's another budgetary constraint. But I think it worked. Um, but yeah, when it was solid and just sitting in the um, wood chipper, it didn't look fantastic. But um, I did like that whole sequence. I thought that was great. That was really scary, and gross. And it's not an Evil Dead movie unless everybody's covered in fucking blood at the end. Right. No, for sure. I, I just loved it. And, and and again, another callback. She gets a chainsaw. Yep. I just, just had a good time with this movie, man. I, I really enjoyed a lot of it. But there's got to be things we didn't like. And Markellis definitely did not like this movie. Go nuts, bro. You know, I do believe, uh, much like the Mario movie, this movie is designed for people who love the Evil Dead movies. Even though... This movie and the remake from a few years ago, 10 years ago, isn't like Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. You know what I mean? It's like those Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness are like horror movies, but they're, you know, with the added comedy, it's it, it it's on a whole different level. The fact that these movies are mean-spirited takes away that kind of fun level, but it still gives you that Evil Dead universe. Like you said, there's... I'm watching a movie. I'm like, okay, there's the, there's the chainsaw. There's the shotgun. There's the old station wagon. You know what I mean? There's like all of these things that are based on other movies, but I don't hold those movies in super high regard. I enjoyed them. I don't own all five versions of the army of darkness, uh, oh, like DVD set. You know, that's not in my library, but I do like those movies. So all of the stuff that, you know, the, the eyeball gag, all of that stuff is great. If you're a super evil dead fan, it didn't mean shit to me. It's nice. I recognize it, but I don't care. I, I, the thing I wanted to connect to was the story or the characters. And as the movie starts, I'm like, okay, so we have a very limited cast here, right? Mother, the sister, the kids, a couple of neighbors. The mother's going to get possessed. We know that from the trailer. So who is she going to kill? <laughs> so we really supposed to watch this movie where this mother just goes and kills her kids? Yes. That's yes. <laughs> that's the point of the movie. Not exactly thrilling for me. At least it wasn't. I wasn't engaged engaged into it. The the main thing about this movie is that I could not connect. I couldn't really connect to anything. Danny, you know, there's an earthquake. Danny goes down into the bank looking for money to help his mom. Finds the book. Finds records. And for that scene lasted like ten minutes or ten minutes. They're like, Danny, come on, Danny, come on. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, somebody either go get him or he has to get out there. But him finding that book took fucking forever. <laughs> it is all his fault. He gets the book. He plays the record and <laughs> it activates this whole thing. It is all his kid's fault. So I was kind of I'm like, yes, he should die. <laughs> that kid should pay for it. Uh, but once I realize how dumb he is by doing this and None of the characters respond. Like the thing that would would have made this movie so much better for me if if any one of these characters responded in a way that was realistic. Like no one was like, "What is happening?" or "Wow, it's a lot of blood." Or you know, nobody had like a realistic response to any of this, or a real person response. It was all it all felt very scripted, and that little bit of levity would have changed so much for me. I would have easily connected to these characters more if I could I you know more identify with them and I couldn't it just felt like there were scenes where this creature is going after the little girl and 
Danny is just gone for the entire scene. I'm like, the apartment is not that big. <laughs> if there's this big fight happening in this other room, where the fuck is Danny? And then after the scene's over, he runs in. And I'm like, well, where the hell were you? Like, it, it, it just logically didn't make sense to me. And again, pretty much it's my main thing with the movie is that they throw a lot of Evil Dead stuff in it. But because it's not like the other movies, it doesn't stand on its own. You know what I mean? Like it, like the, the Hellraiser movie that came out a little while ago. Oh, if, come I, on. This is way better than that. If I'd never seen any Hellraiser movie ever, would that Hellraiser movie make me a Hellraiser fan? No. If I'd never seen any Evil Dead movie ever, would this movie make me like a, this was baby's first Evil Dead movie. Does it stand on its own? I don't think it does. I think there's too much like, hey, kids, remember the shotgun? Here it is. Hey, kids, remember the chainsaw? Here it is. Remember that scene from The Shining where the elevator opens and there's blood all <laughs> over the place? Here it is. It has nothing to do with Evil Dead, but, you know, we wanted to do we wanted to pay homage to it. So. I don't think it stands on its own as a, as its own movie, and I don't think it it works as a scary movie. There's no scares in this movie. There's hardly any levity in this movie. The characters are dumb, and I'm like, all right, the only thing that I can try to grab onto is the visuals. And some of the visuals were okay, but like you said, the creature at the end looked dumb. So I'm like, what am I supposed to be connecting to in this movie? And I didn't connect to any of it. Hot take, but that's just my take. Wow. Okay. All right. Well. Maybe we'll agree with some of your uh, points, Marcellus. Gerald, uh, you are in high praise of this movie, but there's got to be things you don't yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's more the um, the script, really, and the, the lack thereof, I should say. <laughs> but I, I didn't really like how this movie followed the, the same formula as pretty much all the other ones, except maybe of Army of Darkness, where, you know, somebody finds a book, somebody reads from the book, the evil is unleashed, people start dying. You know what I mean? It's like, it was the same kind of beats that we got in most of the other evil dead iterations. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, that kind of disappointed me a little bit. I would love for them to do something different with that lore. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, there's infinite things that they could do with it. And they just, the only thing that's really different is that it's in Los Angeles in a high rise as opposed to a cabin in the woods. But otherwise it's pretty much the same story. So that was my main like gripe from if I had a negative, that was my main one. And then also I mentioned how, which also, uh, lends to the script too. So that's really my main problem. But again, I just wish the characters were developed a little bit more. I wish we were able to connect to them a little bit more, uh, to see their connection with each other a little bit more. Um, and all that stuff was kind of missing for me. Uh, it's, technical gripes but i thought the cgi was pretty shitty in the last mm -hmm. act of the film i thought the creature itself and joey you mentioned that that kind of like spider creature where all the bodies are kind of morphed together i mean it was yeah. obviously obviously nightmare fuel if you were to encounter anything like that but just visually it looked a little subpar um and like you said i mean i'm assuming that had to do with the budget and that kind of thing because you know you look at a movie like prey which went straight to hulu and there's similar gripes for me with that movie, which I loved also, but the CGI is not great. So it probably is a budgetary thing. So I kind of give them a pass with that. But, you know, all in all, I mean, if you're a horror fan and, and you love horror movies and even more specifically, you love like the zombie genre or if you want to drill that down to the Evil Dead franchise, you will enjoy this movie. I mean, you'll have gripes with it. There'll be things that you don't like about it. But 
it would be hard for you not to walk away uh, at least with some level of enjoyment if you are a fan of the franchise in general. So I had a good time with it. I mean, these gripes that I've been mentioning are mostly screenplay related, but I mean, it's a good time at the movies for a horror fan. You know, the blood and gore wasn't as good as 2013. And like, kind of like you already mentioned, it was a lot of stuff was off screen, which is kind of weird for the Evil Dead franchise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's usually in your face. I also one last thing I'll mention that I kind of hated too, which is not really the movie's fault. It's the marketing's fault, but they kind of gave away some of the like money shots in the trailers and stuff like with the cheese grater, which should have been just like a, like when I saw that in the trailer, I literally was cringing. Like I was like, Oh my God, that I don't remember that ever being done. That fucking must hurt like hell. <laughs> and I was cringing the whole time, but then when I saw it in the movie, it was basically the exact same scene that they put in the mm-hmm. Red Band trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, for them, for them to use the cheese grater like on Twitter, if you put hashtag Evil Dead yeah. Rise, it puts a cheese grater. I, I expected that to make to play a bigger role. I don't know how yeah. big a role a cheese grater can play, but I, I expected it to be used in some gross, horrible way more than scrape your leg once and throw it away. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, what was the daughter's name? Her name was her name was Bridget, right? Yeah, yep. yep. I, I think I think Bridget's turn was probably my favorite. Like, and when I say favorite, I mean like scariest turn, uh, with kind of the weird shit coming out of the mouth and the eyes, and when she was up on the counter, mm-hmm. um, when when the aunt entered the kitchen. I mean, I, I thought that was like probably the scariest of the deadite encounters in the movie. Like if you're just taking them kind of like scene by scene. Yeah. I did like when they had her tied up in a sheet on the bed and then mm-hmm. the other two kids are doing stuff and you can see her in the background. Uh, right. Old school horror that we've seen in a million movies, but I thought that was really effective. Right. But I mean, to sum up my gripes, it's really just the screenplay. I mean, I felt like it was kind of lazy. It was, mm-hmm. it was like all the other evil dead screenplays really. I mean, yeah. frankly, just a different setting and they, they really should have spent a little more time on these characters, you know, maybe put a few more jokes in there, a few more like kind of light moments, you know, like Markella said levity, you know, just a little bit, something where we can be like, okay, these people really love each other. I hope they're going to be okay. <laughs> you know, like you don't really feel that, you know, she's going to turn. I mean, you know, she's going to be because everything we've seen, I mean, even the goddamn poster is her yep. as a deadite. So, I mean, you know, this is not going to go well for Ellie in the movie. So what can what can the screenplay do to kind of get us to suspend that for a moment to where we can connect to them? And I just feel like it didn't do that. But I loved a lot more about it than I didn't like. So, no, and I'll I'll agree with you. And I, I Mark, you have bought on critiques. So please don't think I'm poo pooing on you and your. <laughs> your feelings on the movie because your critiques, some of them are spot on, but, and I agree with Gerald too. The script is not great. Um, the kid finding the book again, I'm not a screenwriter. I don't know how we're supposed to get the book into the house and get this all started, but man, (laughs) I understand. All right. My family's poor. We need money. This magical bank vault was found. Maybe there's some money down there or something. So going down there, have, has no one in any of these movies, guys, ever seen a horror movie before? <laughs> no. <laughs> Gerald, is that the is that the conceit of all of these movies that no one's actually seen a horror movie before? I think so. I think, uh, unfortunately, most horror movies fall into that trap, though, where you're watching it going, really, guys? Like, you don't fucking realize what you're doing. Right. Uh, I and, think it's just kind of a cliche in the genre. But, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, because I remember Robert Kirkman uh, talking about The Walking Dead one time and saying, you have to imagine this world is where no, no zombie movies exist. <laughs> That's why <laughs> nobody knows what's going on until it happens and nobody knows how to solve it. But, right. uh, you know, you, you go down, you find this book, but it, it's clearly not something to fuck with. <laughs> right. There is no, there is nothing enticing about it other than the fact that I could kind of understand, oh, well, it's old. Maybe we could sell it. Okay. But then when you get it up to your room and you take it out of the bag and it has like teeth on the side <laughs> and it's really yeah. weird looking like at that point, put it away. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, literally trying to eat you. Like, right. don't don't fuck with it, guys. Right. So even if you were going to fuck with it. All right. So the teeth uh, are there. It's weird. You're flipping through it. It's clearly like, look at the pictures. <laughs> this is not the book to fuck with. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to put these records on. Maybe there's some block rock and beats on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's Bruce Campbell, by the way, the voice on the records. You know, oh, really? Yeah. He did the voiceover work for the like priest and the records or whatever. Awesome. That's great. I love him so much. But, man, I don't understand. So that's just one of those conceits where somebody has to be absolutely mind-numbingly stupid right. to make the movie work. Right. <laughs> and it's frustrating. Yeah. I don't – and, again, I'm not a screenwriter. I don't know how you get the book into their house and get people possessed, but there had to have been a different way than that um i will agree with you guys too you know you don't get a lot of time with the family to really like latch on to any of the characters but for me like the latch on to the characters was like oh my god like this is a movie that is legitimately putting children in danger and killing them <laughs> so um you know i was concerned i liked the little little girl um it was was probably the best out of all of them and she got that great somewhat kill with the staff but my God, like the other two characters were not fleshed out much at all. And, and once you see the, the the boy is just an idiot, you're just like, Jesus Christ, like, what are we doing here, guys? Um, so, yeah, that was a little frustrating. I, I and one thing that really bothered me and I know, Mark, you kind of touched on. Here's the chainsaw. Here's the gun. Here's the dead by dawn. Here's the eyeball. Um, when they, they've got the monster is in the truck. And it turns around and she's got the chainsaw and she says, come get some. Yep. <laughs> it didn't work at all. <laughs> I, Gerald, do you feel this way as well? That should be your fist pump moment in the movie. And it just yeah. Felt like a wet fart to me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I th- for more, it was more uh, thrilling for me as a fan when she actually got the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, physically picked it up and had it as opposed to the dialogue. But yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it just kind of fell flat. It it was a bit of a wet fart, and it it, it honestly it's because in when it's used in fucking Army of Darkness, you've already established that Ash is like a badass, and like this is his badass line. And this is awesome, and it's one of my favorite. Even it's not if it's the reshot ending with that in it, I, it's still I love it. I love it. We hadn't really established her as a badass very much at all. <laughs> Right. She's trying to survive. Right. Most of what she's doing is just barely surviving most of the time. And um, it it just didn't feel like a hero moment at all. I don't know if that's a failure of the writing, a failure of the score, a failure of the direction. It didn't feel like a hero moment at all. Like, I I just it it felt so flat and I was so pissed off because I was like, God damn it. (laughs) That that should be in there. It just doesn't work. So. That was frustrating. That's very nitpicky. But yeah, I mean, for me, those are the, really the two two things that, that kind of fell flat for me was just a lack of uh, care about the characters, kind of like the dumb things some of the characters do to keep the movie going. And you're right, Mark. 
that is either the biggest apartment on the inside and the smallest on the outside, or <laughs> it's just a convenience of writing. I, I, I don't know. Um, because yeah, you're right. There's things happening in one room and, and the other people should hear it happening when it starts. Right. <laughs> There's no reason. Yeah. They why. kind of, at least they kind of, at least explained it a little bit when Beth has the headphones on. Cause you're like, okay, well, Maybe she can't hear all this going on because she has she's listening to the records. But yeah. other than that, like characters would just kind of not be in the scene. And you're like, well, where are I mean, this is, this is an apartment. So mm-hmm. are they taking a shit? Like what's going on? Like they've got to be somewhere doing something. So I it kind of occurred to me as I was watching it a couple times, but. I mean, let's be honest. You have to suspend disbelief. I mean, it's an right. Evil Dead movie. Yes. Right. I mean, we're talking about a movie where these kids' mom dies, comes back to life, and tries to murder everyone. So you, yeah. I just want to see a tiny bit of realism. Uh, maybe to, But I, again, I don't know how you do that because we're not – again, I'm not a screenwriter. But if you're going to show them in this dilapidated old building to get that aesthetic, then they can't have a big expensive apartment that has lots of room in it. So, right, 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 right. But that's really it. That's it. Those are, those are the only things that I uh, that I, I didn't like about it. So before we give it a score, um, Gerald, where would you rank this in the Evil Dead franchise? Actually, this got asked of me last night, when I, uh-uh. the night before last, when I was doing a live stream. And really, I don't know. Uh, I want to rewatch it. But right now... It would probably be, it would probably be 2013, and then Evil Dead 2. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm weird when I do my rankings because I like look at them and I go, which one do I want to watch right now? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I want to watch this one a little bit more than the original, but that could also be because I've seen the original like 50 times. Yeah, but it's going to be right there, probably three or four, okay. just kind of depending on how I feel. All right, Mark. Do I even have to ask? I mean, what, where do you think I'm going to put this movie? <laughs> Dead last, number five. <laughs> Damn right. So wow. you prefer, so, but to that point though, Mark, so you prefer 2013 then over this? Yes. 2013, okay. I think, aims at the same, aims in the same direction that this movie was aiming at, but did it better. It just wasn't effective mm-hmm. to me. Uh, but again, that was 10 years ago that I saw it. I would, I might enjoy it. I might enjoy it if I watch it again. But the theater experience, I'm like, this movie just doesn't it doesn't work. Um, but this one, Evil Dead Rise, it looks like it's aiming for the same direction. But this one works even less than that one. So yeah, this one dead last. I have not rewatched 2013 in a long time because as much as I love it, it's not a fun movie. To watch. <laughs> it's true. It's not a fun watch. It's not a rip roaring good time on the couch. Oh man, for me, I, I can't. I'm I'm the same boat as you, Gerald. I can't rank these movies. I, I don't think there's a bad one among them. Um, this is probably four or five, and that's strictly because I love Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness so much. But then I love the other evil dads like I, yeah. I don't know i don't know there's there's no bad ones it's fine well it's tough i mean it's tough when they're all good i mean i know mark disagrees with us but <laughs> yeah i mean generally speaking it's tough i mean because they're all good movies like that's why when i do these rankings i have the blu-rays here and it's like which one am i going to put in my player right now and that must be the one that i prefer so i don't know it's tough man evil dead 2 is a classic is so good. It's so good. It basically invented the horror comedy. I mean, it's like, it's just, just a great, great time. Um, but 2013 for me is that little kind of sadistic, malicious, like evil part of evil dead. 
is in the 2013 version for sure. And I, I wish this one had been a little more brutal to match it. Yeah. But I like that it kind of continued that same feeling that we got from that movie. Yeah. And so if, if you know, just watch this one and hasn't seen 2013, this movie is, is rough. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is a mean movie, but it's still not even close to that one. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, how many times have we all bought Army of Darkness on some form of home video? I think I bought it at least three or four times on DVD. <laughs> like having mm-hmm. a Blu-ray. So uh, definitely. But the only thing left to do is to get this a score. So we score things from zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. Gerald, what do you got for Evil Dead Rise? I gave it a four over on Letterboxd. And I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that score. You know, I do want to rewatch it. I'm obviously going to purchase it when it comes out to complete my Evil Dead collection, of course. But upon rewatches, we'll see what happens. But it just left me on such a high, even though I knew all these different plot holes and gripes that we've been mentioning. I saw them happening right in front of me and I was still enjoying myself. And there's something to be said for that, where you can just kind of overlook some of the dumb screenplay things and just go, I don't care. This is just this is a bloodthirsty good time. Uh, it was, you know, true to the Evil Dead franchise, almost to its detriment, because it was like very similar to some of the other storylines that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I like what Cronin did. I mean, I, I like that he kind of left some stuff to the imagination, but then other stuff was super gory and super bloody. Um, but yeah, it's going to, I'm sorry to be long winded, but it's going to be a four for me. I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> awesome. I'm scared, but Mark Ellis, <laughs> how about you? Well, I will say that I, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, the critiques I have of the movie are ones that you guys can see also. Um, mm-hmm. but whereas, you know, you can still enjoy the movie in spite of some of that stuff. That stuff just took me right out of the movie and I was clawing to find a way to get into it. Um, and it, it just didn't provide anything for me. Um, but I, I do appreciate the fact that, you know, we, we both can agree that the character development wasn't whatever. And, you know, the script wasn't whatever, but again, it just didn't work for me. Uh, so my, (laughs) so my rating is a one, one out of five. Wow. Wow. All right. and, And that's being, that's me being generous. So, you know, maybe in January when we're doing best and worst of the year, we'll be talking about this movie, but on much different lists. <laughs> I'm going to go with a four out of five, uh, much like Gerald. I can see the warts and all right there up on the screen. And you know what? I don't care because I had a good time at the movie theater. I love the franchise. I, I liked the callbacks. I like the gore and the meanness of it. Yeah, it's not perfect. It's not even close. Probably in a real world where I wasn't a big fanboy of the franchise, I'd probably be at a two and a half, three, but you know what? Fuck it. I love the movie and I like the franchise. So four out of five for me. There you go. (laughs) Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Gerald, tell everybody where they can find you on two peas on a podcast and then shout out anything you've been watching or checking out lately that the listeners should check out. Sure, man. Uh, well, first of all, you can just find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's just two P's on a podcast. That's T-W-O spelled out. We do have a link tree that's real easy for you to find all of our links to various podcast platforms. But like I said, I'm trying to point everybody to my YouTube channel. So if, if you would please head over there, you can also find the podcast there. I do it all on camera now when I record the shows with the different guest hosts. So all of those episodes are on YouTube. 
And then I'm constantly covering uh, new films as well, like Evil Dead Rise. I just saw Bo is Afraid today. I will hold my thoughts on that, but my review will be up for that one tomorrow. And I do uh, not only movie reviews, but trailer reactions, movie reactions, all that kind of stuff. So on YouTube, it is also just two Ps on a pod, and that's TWO spelled out. As far as what I've been watching, aside from going to see all these movies when they come out in the theater, I want to talk about something I would recommend. So I finally finished The Last of Us, which I freaking loved. I know you guys reviewed that on this show. We did it, um, I think, the first two episodes. Right. Yeah, I saw that you did like a so far or whatever back when it came out initially. But uh, I loved it. I finally I binged it and finished it. And I, I never played the video game, but I was really into it. And then I just I'm almost done with this Netflix series called Beef with uh, Stephen Yun and Ali Wong. And that one's really good, too. It's kind of like a comedic dark. It's a dark comedy. I'll put it that way about this road rage incident and these two characters who kind of become involved in each other's lives. But it all started from them being in a road rage incident kind of against each other. So it's a very interesting show that uh, is very unique. It's produced by A24 uh, and they don't do a lot of TV. So it's got that kind of weird strangeness to it uh, with some really, really good acting. So I would say check out Beef on, on Netflix. And if you haven't seen The Last of Us, give that a shot. I really want to check out Beef, but it's hard for me to because every time I see it, I think of the Joker in Suicide Squad being like, you don't want no beef. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. It's, it's, it's very That's hard funny. for me to watch it without just sitting there doing that nonstop. That's but, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, we man. really appreciate it. Markellis Reagans, what you got? Yeah. So uh, this week uh, I finished watching um, – it's kind of a podcast. It's the Russo brothers. They brought back their pizza film school where it's them just pretty much talking about filmmaking. Uh, they did a two-parter that just came out this week where they sit down and talk with Zack Snyder. So it's just, you know, the guys who directed big superhero movies talking to another guy that directed another big superhero movie. And they go over 300, they go over Dawn of the Dead. Um, and it's just directors picking each other's brains about filmmaking. Uh, for a movie nerd like me, I was just like in heaven. Uh, so it's on YouTube. It's free. Uh, Pizza Film School uh, by the Russo Brothers. Uh, Two-hour conversation with Zack Snyder talking about filmmaking. And it's awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There is hours of free exclusive content there. Um, Adam's been dropping some trailer reactions, some unboxings, and more on there, so check it out. Of course, our Patreon, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. This month, you can hear our takes on some of the new trailers that have dropped and some news stories. Uh, myself, Mark, and Adam will be breaking down all the news from Star Wars Celebration on the Star Wars video podcast that we do on there as well. And that is all if you want to spend a little extra money on the show. Get a little extra content at patreon.com backslash Podcast. Woo, what will I re recommend? Jeez, uh, man, I don't really know. I had, Like I said, I have not been watching a lot of stuff. I've been slacking on my movies. But I did watch a movie on Hulu called Quasi, which is a comedy about Quasimodo, and it was moderately funny, and I don't like comedies. So 
take that for what you will. I, I got a lot of sensible chuckles out of it. I believe the people that made it have made other movies that people like that are funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. The uh, super trooper guys. <laughs> okay. They made super troopers. Okay. I don't like comedy, so I haven't seen any of those movies, but I saw that it was on Hulu and I needed something to watch and put it on. And I, I did get quite a few chuckles out of it. So that's my recommendation quasi on Hulu. I also think you should uh, make sure you're caught up on the Mandalorian because that my friends, what we will be reviewing next week as we take on the entirety of season three with a very special guest who I'm not going to reveal because God forbid they can't make it. And then we won't have a guest, uh, but they want demanded to come on the show and defend <laughs> a lot of the season from us. So, <laughs> Batten down the hatches. We're going to have a lot of fun next week with the Mandalorian season three, but that is going to do it for episode number 455 of the Sozer podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host from two peas on a pod, Gerald. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. It was a blast. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Uh, everybody have a good week. Uh, mommy and this movie is with the maggots now. Oh, Jesus. Wakanda forever. <laughs> We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.